So we're ready to kick this thing off? I am ready, in fact, to kick this thing off. Let's do it. Um, so what I was thinking would be super dope for the intro to this is lead in. Obviously, I won't do it on the live recordings. So you all just have to imagine. Just get yourself in the headspace. But I do the fucking uh, jumping out of the plane music, <laughs> like right at the beginning for the start of the podcast. Okay. So hi, I'm Adam Stafford. I'm the resident indie games goblin and uh, game mechanics grump. Um, that's typically how I approach games. Nice. I'm McCoy, uh, and then imagine this was in quotes. Uh, I'm gonna let you finish, but have you seen this YouTube video, Tamler? <laughs> YouTube videos really work well on podcasts. Yeah, you know it. <clears throat> um, I am Zoe Beckett, the resident girl. Oh, triggered. Uh, Hopefully you can tell from my voice that my name's Elena. I am the ringer this week, replacing Zoe and Gabe. Wow. All Good right. To know. Good to know. I am James Harold. I, uh, you know, have bad opinions and enjoy video games. <laughs> wow. Your opinions you are, are average at worst. <laughs> yeah. That's very kind of you, Adam. No, no, <laughs> no. I, I mean, I wouldn't be an average. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so let's talk about this game, yo. So this is Apex Legends. I chose it because we've been playing all sorts of fun, weird narrative games, and I just thought, like, whatever, man, let's throw a multiplayer game in. It's hot right now. Um, you know, there's all sorts of stuff that... Stop. You've got to stop doing that. You cannot... Just because we're sitting next to you each other does to, not mean you, you can sign to me. Can you can't your, sign to me. That's bullshit. Your changing in the thing. Face the microphone. Face the microphone. Okay, thank you. Sorry, guys. We're just working on some kids. Yeah, we're just working out mic technique. All right, let's okay. start over. So this okay. is Apex Legends. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix it all in post. Just fix yeah, every I mean, little bit so, of this in post. So basically, you just wanted people to listen to this week's podcast, so you chose the most popular game right now. And in three Yeah, exactly. Weeks, before we even have a title, before we have yeah. like, a picture that's good, before we have anything that would lead us to believe, or lead anyone to believe, that we have a quality podcast. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what is this game? It's the newest iteration in the Battle Royale genre. So, you know, think about like the PUBG sort of what if we took everyone on a plane and dumped them out into an island and they all got guns and shot each other. Or, or even um, like the, the classic novel Battle Royale. Mm, Has right. anyone actually wow. read that here? No, that was a book first. No. Yeah, it was a book by a Japanese author. It's basically they get like a class of school children and because of some weird government thing, they, they, they put knock, knockout ga gas in a bus to, you know, randomly choose this class um and then they dump them on, dump them on an island and then uh a teacher not really a teacher uh, explains hey so you're all going to kill each other um you'll have colors that will explode if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time or if you decide to like not obey us and one kid's like well this is bullshit and tries to leave and his head explodes um and oh my god then they all get a duffel bag full of guns some of them just get like a knife and a it's, pair of binoculars yeah it's not a duffel bag easy. full of guns it's a duffel bag with one thing in it which might be a gun. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And, uh, it's actually a, cr a supply crate with three things in it, randomized. Yeah. And some of them were purple legendaries, and that gave the first kid a huge advantage. <laughs> and he, you know? Yeah. So, first have you seen the movie? I haven't seen the movie. I've just read the book. Okay. I have, I have seen the movie and not read the book. Is this a recent movie? No. The movie yeah. is from, like, I don't know, 2006 or before that. 
Um, knowledge, this predated, like, I mean, it definitely predated Hunger Games, but like, it, yeah, it Hunger did. Games kind of kicked off the trend again, um, and you started to see like a, almost a lot of battle royale young adult fiction, um, yeah, as well. That's crazy. Somebody I pull out the Wikipedia. Oh, it came out in two thousand. <laughs> it came out in the year two thousand. The movie wow, that or was the a book? long time ago. The movie, um, based on the nineteen ninety nine novel. So, pretty close after the novel came out. Um, yeah. It's a good book. I would recommend it. It's really, it's a really intense movie uh, about teenagers being forced to murder each other. Um, and it doesn't, like, it's, it's not a fun movie like The Hunger Games is. It's not a, you know, like a, a teen thriller it's like you're you're actually watching a class of high school students who have grown up together being told, "All right, go kill each other." Bye. Uh, yeah, um, the book the up. book is similarly. It's not. I wouldn't really call it young adult fiction. At least it doesn't parse that way to me. It it's doesn't have not. a lot of the. Maybe it's just not not modern young adult fiction because books change over time too. Um. But in any case, uh, we're that's what Apex about, Legends is. Yeah, it, it, Apex Legends <laughs> is crazy about because high school students killing each other. I thought like some genius at a game studio had just suddenly invented this like bet. Like let's just drop everybody in, they kill each other. Like I was like, wow, someone should get paid a lot of money for that idea because it's a great idea. But I didn't realize that there was so much like so much of a precursor to all of this. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, it turns out people at game studios are not particularly creative. Yeah, <laughs> and this all to learn that. I mean, um, but battle royale was eventually was was the the game mode was created by one dude though, right? Um, in Arma Three, uh, in the modding really? community. Yeah. Are you referring to Player Unknown? I am referring to Player Unknown. Um, right, because that's the first one, correct? Yes. So his sort of, his battle royale mod was the first one of this type. Um, and then, and then Fortnite kind of is the next one that really took off. Right. But well, before, before no, no, that, no, wasn't it battlegrounds? No, I mean, I mean, so before that was H one Z one, um, and right. Daisy, um, mm-hmm. they both Daisy. created battle Royale mods. Daisy doesn't really, Oh, there's a battle Royale version of Daisy. Yes. Okay. Um, I believe, um, but H1Z1, I think, actually hired Player Unknown to kind of consult in their the creation of their game. Um, but then PUBG uh, happened with like his actual name on it, and then we know the rest, basically. <laughs> Although the funny thing about all of this is that it moves so quickly. Like Fortnite was, when did Fortnite appear? And it's like gone already. Like, and part of that was oh, like, it's not gone already. Part yeah, of it I don't was, know. I think the youths are still playing Fortnite pretty heavily. Yeah, did you see Ninja Floss on that fucking oh Jesus Christ video? Like, no. I mean, I'm gonna let you finish. But have you seen that video? Callbacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, uh, but yeah, no, it's it. Oh, go ahead. Um, so like. I actually think that that uh, Apex Legends was like a surgical strike by EA because there was no announcements ahead of time before uh, Apex Legends dropped. Um, but like, I think they noticed that Fortnite was kind of faltering, and then they just like 
put this game out that they've had ready for months, most likely, and just like put it out there to like try and pull as much away from the Fortnite um, uh, community as possible. And you can see if that that's they, what they did. I think they're geniuses. Like I want that to be it. Like we can get into some other day, but I think all games should just be like released, like no marketing, just like it's here. If you're popular already, but that's my own. No, no, no. If you have a fan opinion. base, right? But yeah, totally. But I, think, I, I hope that's what they I did. Think, if you oh, Fallout Four, I think you have to if be Beyonce yeah. levels of successful in order to actually do that. Well, that's true. But I think all Beyonce games should be released by just like it's from it's now on. Guys. Can yeah, we like, call AAA it. games Beyonce games? Please. I think we've coined a new term. That could be the mark that makes this podcast popular. Wow. Is just get into the Beyonce we crowd. call it Beyonce Gaming. The Beyonce Gaming overlap. I know you guys have been looking for a name, so. Beyonce Gaming. There you go. Wow. I think it's we like, would get sued immediately, but. <laughs> Not if we don't monetize it ever. Oh, yeah. So here's what we do. Step one. Make we just no put money. it out there. And we just wait for them to sue us and then fold instantly. <laughs> yeah. All right, I see that there are flaws with my plan. I'll keep coming up with more better ideas. You know, but at least you're trying, though. Thank That's you. what I respect. That's why they call people, me the ringer. You're really yeah, doing yeah we pulled in Elena as the ringer today. So I got a, a, a text from Gabe that said he wasn't going to be able to make it today. And it was very, very reasonably timed. But I missed it until, like, after recording time. Just being like, man, he should probably show up, huh? And it's like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, we got to call someone. So I just like went out to the living room, like Elena. Uh, can you you played this game right? All right, let's do it. Um, yeah. But here's the thing, right? If we're talking about the surgical strike, um, first of all, I don't believe for a second that they held this game. There's just no way, um, because that, I, I feel like everyone was scrambling to make this thing, and I think the first attempt at a surgical strike, if you will, which is really just someone pressing release as fast as they possibly can, is uh, Call of Duty's mode, Blackout, which the main difference and the reason why it did not have the damage that because like everyone's been crambling cram, like scrambling for like okay i've been playing PUBG forever i've been playing fortnite forever what's the next thing i want something different who can provide it right so then you look at all these major studios and you look for who can provide it right and so call of duty came in but they refused to make theirs free they charged like what 15 20 for it um they Was originally actually kept it sorry i thought you had to buy the whole game Originally, you had to buy the whole game, but then they realized that that was insane, and then they split it off. But they were unwilling, even to the bitter end, to give it out for free. And that is what Apex Legends always had over the other games. By that Apex game Legends, potentially you mean PUBG, Fortnite? Is that it was free. I, I right. do have to wonder, like, where... Because surely they made that choice for a reason, right? But at the same time, all these free games these days are making money hand over fist. Yeah. I guess I just yeah, don't understand absolutely. the economics of it. Maybe we should like see if we can get someone who knows what they're talking about for for this. No, kind of I think thing. we just can keep keep on defecating. But anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it, it, it's like why did the why did Activision Call of Duty not make theirs free? Like that's the like they were probably trigger shy to be honest. They knew that they had the, the I mean they had all the analysis, all the graphs. They looked at it and they go, okay, we can guarantee this much money. And that's good for us. Maybe if we add a battle royale, we can boost those numbers as opposed to will, being willing to go into just completely uncharted, uh, uncharted territory. Um, and, and just and you can tell they were scared. <laughs> like that's the sense that I get from the outside is they were scared to actually go out there and put their hat in the ring with that. And um, they lost a huge opportunity because there's a huge opportunity of people that want to play this game mode, but they're held back by the price tag. They want to get every single one of their friends in on it, no matter what. But and, and also all those people are like 14, right? Or they're us. Like, yeah, that's true. But 
Uh, like, as a note, we are not 14. <clears throat> I just want to put that on the record. <laughs> James thinks we're 14, though, based on his gardens between. Fuck you. I meant that they looked older than the, 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 they actually like were supposed to be not that they were like actually 17 or 18, but that's what I said. I still feel never let it die awkward about um, it. No. Yeah. Wait, um, but I agree with this, but like, I think at this point I feel like Fortnite is proven and like, maybe if you go back to like league of legends and like Dota, like all those games yep. are free to play. I think at this point, like if you want to release a game, that's going to have this type of just massive success, you essentially have to go to free to play. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, I would have never played this game if I had to pay for it, but I don't play that many games. Like I don't pay for these. I don't play this type of game, but because it's free, like all of us can get in the same little crew and like drop together and I can play it for a little while and like maybe go back to it someday without having to drop like, I don't know, even like 20 bucks feels like too much at this point. So that's the question though, is like, what kind of success are we measuring here? Because yeah, if you want to get as many players as, as you can playing your game, yeah, you make it free because now there's no barrier to entry, but like, that's not really what game studios are after. They're after monetary success. Um, so like these people have made these calculations. EA probably said we will make the most money we can out of Apex Legends if it's free and we sell cosmetics. But the internal discussion at, uh, whoever makes, uh, Call of Duty, is that Activision? Uh, um, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yep. So Activision probably, like, I'm sure they considered going free to play and I don't think it was shyness. I think it was like, yeah, projections say that if we make it free to play and we try and sell, uh, cosmetics, like, People in the Call of Duty player base aren't used to purchasing cosmetics, so we're not going to, like, this, that, like, I don't know what the decision was, because it's internal and it's hidden from us, but I'm sure that they very carefully did the cost-benefit cost benefit analysis of all of this and said, the way we get the most money is if we charge $15 per player. Yeah, but I kind of, I wonder... And I have literally no idea, but I feel like this is what the po- this podcast is Hell for, yeah, so I'm it going is. for it. Hell yeah, it is. I wonder, like, what kind of monetary value or just, like, value in general there is for a brand to have a game that gets as big as something like Fortnite. Absolutely. I think about EA's been really struggling. They've had all these games that people hate because of the monetization. Like, they're, I think, in terms of, like, the public eye are not currently super well-liked. And then they come out with this, and whether they make a ton of money off of it or not, everybody is playing it, and everyone, <clears> I mean, not everyone loves it, but it's pretty popular, from what I can tell. Um, and so I feel like there must be some level of like, it's not necessarily monetary. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe they can monetize it somehow that just like incredible popularity. But I wonder like if Call of Duty, if that mode had been free to play and everyone was playing it, what would that do for that brand or the, for that studio in terms of just like, they're super huge. And think of where Call of Duty is right now. It's the butt of every goddamn joke. I mean, we've already brought it up in this podcast as an example of a game that's just completely repetitive in AAA. Like... So there's something to be said for going out there and doing something totally different. I googled it. And by totally different, you mean copying somebody else's game mode. But I just want to put that. It's <laughs> clarifying. But okay, go ahead. James. So so I just googled uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 like sales stats. Uh, it made 500 million dollars in three days. That seems pretty good. So, I mean, that's a fuckload of money, right? <clears throat> but Call of Duty Black Ops 2 made 500 million in 24 hours and black ops 2 then went on to make the full billion in two weeks so like let's not let's not pretend that they're losing you know that they're they're losing significant amounts of money because they force people to buy their game like (laughs) 
It, but it's not that they lost money. It's that <clears throat> they lost market share. Yes. And they yes. they lost, like, the sort of intangible that makes media that is consumed and critiqued so beautiful. It's not the same thing as but, buying a uh, so, toothpaste every day. But so they were... Like, Notice that they don't seem to actually care about artistic integrity over there. Like, it seems to me that that is not their goal. Like, their goal, their goal <clears> is just how many dollars can we generate with... with this team of programmers and, and how can we not quite murder our, our teams and get the most money out of them. Oh, and I totally agree with you. However, they still have to battle to some degree in an artistic space. It doesn't have to be dominated by artistic value, but at some point, if they keep releasing the same thing over and over again, they will fall so, and they will like, and you see <clears throat> that, like you see them slowly losing that market share because they continue to try to take the toothpaste approach I think of, we just made it again. Sorry, I keep trying to interrupt you, and that's my bad. Go ahead, man. <laughs> so I think I think we uh, an interesting analogy is like summer blockbuster versus like art art like really great movie versus TV show. Like Dota, League of Legends, Fortnite, now Apex. Probably we haven't seen it yet. They're more like TV shows, like really popular ones. You keep coming back to it. <clears throat> uh something like call of duty like used to be like a tv show where people would just play it for the whole year until the next one came out but like with black ops 4 it was more like a summer blockbuster you go and see it you spend the money you enjoy it for a short amount of time and then you go do something else and i think that is the most perfect <clears throat> comparison because think of where the theater industry is right now right. think of where movies are right now when was the last time you went to a movie when you could instead wait for it to be on netflix for the subscription you already pay for i mean these things are antiquated models that are dying right before our eyes don't you think i don't know if they're dying but they're certainly not doing as well as they were before so i guess in the capitalistic if you're not growing your dying model then yes they're dying but, I mean, they still make money. Yeah. <clears throat> no, that's, that's fair. They're definitely not dead. But it's just one of those things of, like, we are not going to the theaters for a reason. Because yeah. we don't... There's so much free content. We've adjusted ourselves to free content. It's like... Okay, imagine this scenario, right? How many of us own the Black Ops Call of Duty mode? Yeah. The Blackout? None. Right? So... We Does all. Gabe even own it? I mean, Gabe's no, the one who buys no, AAA games. He doesn't. He even has it. <clears throat> no, he doesn't. So that's out. Of, and I'm sure Zoe doesn't either. That's like not a fair Sorry, question. She doesn't Beyonce have a PC. Games. Gabe's the one who buys Beyonce games. Right. Yes. Beyonce <laughs> games. Just Don't trying say. to make that one really stick. <laughs> but what I but what I mean though is just that okay, so none of us own it, right? Right. But so then the idea with going massively popular is that yeah, it's also fair that we've all played it and none of us have bought skins or anything like that. But if one of us did, that would still be better in this group than than what blackout has done and you add on top of that that we all have a much more favorable opinion like you were saying elena like we might have a much more favorable opinion of this game and of ea and maybe they can produce good games um, and maybe you're interested in this studio afterwards if they produce another game so there's just a lot of benefit to, to to having this method that just says let people have fun with your stuff and let them like you for it i do want to mention that ea are villains and should not be trusted um but that's just like playing this game actually made me feel a little bit dirty just because ea is awful but <laughs> that's I, I do it for the podcast guys thank you 
Um, also, as far as the monetization model goes for a lot of free-to-play games, um, and extra credits, they're really great. Uh, <coughs> hey, check out that YouTube video. Um, stealing the quiz bit there. Um, extra credits is a really great uh, group who, who do um, academic analysis of games and the game industry. Um, they've talked about the free-to-play model and how it makes money, and most of their money is made by uh, marketing to what they call whales. Um, that is, like most players who play the free-to-play game spend zero money. Um, but then you've got those, like, with that 1% of the playing population who spends, like, $500 playing this game. Um, so that's kind of who a lot, like, a lot of the free-to-play market targets whales. Um, the people who spend $500 on the game. Yeah, and I also wonder, but don't know, but Fort, I feel like Fortnite became so big in a way that I can't think of another game doing. And I, I think it became really big with kids. It's like when I look around, like there are kids with like Fortnite backpacks on and like Fortnite lunch boxes and all. I feel like there must be some money at this point being if like if you, if you can make it to that kind of level, and if you can get that demographic, you're also looking at like toys and like merchandise and stuff like that. I don't know how much money they make off of that, but I think it, it I would guess it's a different avenue of making money that like most games haven't hit. But maybe these really big games that are able to target kids are getting to now. Right. But I don't really know. I think that on like almost started. Well, I mean, there there were like Halo lunch boxes like back when I was in elementary school. I want to mm-hmm. say, but like nothing like what Fortnite is now. Um, that's a really good point. <clears throat> so you know what I see? Oh gosh, sorry, um, sorry. Adam. You know what I see though when I look at that. I see a new generation of kids that have gone from completely, because a lot of them, I mean, it's so big that a lot of them were not necessarily gamers before in any serious sense, maybe Minecraft or something. And I see just a massive, massive amount of people that have now learned a battle royale game that are now way better, that are essentially way closer to hardcore gamers than we've ever seen from them. And now they're looking for potentially other experiences, other games. They're interested. Maybe they think this is cool. Not all of them, but certainly some. And they're trained on free. Like, that's who they are. That is a huge, huge peop- like section of people that is now going to be growing older, understanding that games matter, that they like them, that they think they're cool, they're fun to play with their friends, they're competitive, they're weird, they're cool, <clears throat> and, and 60 they have buying bucks power soon and, enough. And 60 bucks is way more than they're ever going to spend. 100%. I agree. Yeah, I do think they're likely going to, in some ways, kill the gaming industry just because they're, I, with all these huge free to play games that are targeted towards kids, like those kids are never, I agree, like I think they're never going to be willing to pay $60 for a game because it just seems unreasonable to them. By the way, $60 that. is too much for us to spend. Yeah. We've been looking at games to pick this game club, and none of us are going to pick a well, AAA that's game. That's because you guys play a game every week. That's different. I but would buy a $60 game if I really wanted to play it because that's like a price point that I understand as a consumer. I totally agree. I wouldn't buy one every week because that's insane unless you guys like really make it big. But No, I totally agree. But it's just saying that like we have also been shying away from those types of games. And I know in my personal life, I shy away from those types of games too. Because you think of Steam sales, or you think of all sorts of marketplace sales, and you can get them so cheap afterwards. Like, you're not paying full price for games unless you really, really want it right then. Right. And for these multiplayer games, mm-hmm. how many times have you come down on, like, 
hey man, I really wanna buy this game, it's on sale for 45. That's your number, right? 45 is your number, I'm willing to play it, this game's legit. Your friend's like, nah, nah, man, we're not gonna play that very long, to be honest, I'm just gonna play Counter-Strike. And you're like, well, dude, give it a trot. And he's like, no, that ruins it dead. Then I probably don't even buy it at the 45 mark because I know I can't play with him. Like, there really is a, if we can all get everyone in a room and we're just having fun. Like, this is why back in the day, World of Warcraft did so amazing by including Max. They included Max, and all of a sudden your dude Mac friend could play with you. That was freaking legit. Yeah. Like, that made that game. Because you could have everyone. Like, come on in. It's all good. Right. It's powerful. So we've been talking a lot about game history here. And we actually <laughs> have not talked at all about our experiences playing Apex Legends. Uh, yeah, I was so also about to say, like, should we talk about this actual <laughs> game? Maybe? I mean, I think Maybe. that I think that speaking about the, the free-to-play model and... and 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 how that is significant is valuable in in part of the game because like um well I'll, I'll bring this up later but basically the price of something changes the way that you experience it um, that's definitely true um, <clears throat> but like we haven't yet even talked about i also think we're a little bit out of our depth talking about this because like none of us are industry professionals none of us like have worked in the games industry we don't necessarily know um, what all these things look like so we're kind of we do doing know a lot of our own experience, right? And I feel like our own experience is valid as consumers. Like we may not be experts, but you know, you sit there and you go, like, well, what am I willing to spend on? And you could speak on that full well. And it's in fact their job in some ways to understand how we feel. Now it's our it's not necessarily our job to understand how they feel until we sit here and try to postulate about it. Sure, but um, there's definitely valid um, reasons to have a consumer experience and to see how the market appears to be shifting to you based on your own buying patterns and your friends and, and what you see and, and what people appear to be doing and making moves that they're, they're, they're trying to, to curb their, their losses. Yeah. Sure. So I, okay. Before we quite get into apex legends, one more question outside of this, <laughs> I wanted to say, and it's obviously related, but I just wanted to say, what do you guys think of the battle Royale genre period? You as players, because to me, it's not my favorite multiplayer genre. I do enjoy it, but it's absolutely not my favorite. I do not think it's the best. Yeah. What do you guys think? Um, I think it's novel, but that, that was actually the top of my list is like, how does it compare to other Battle Royale games? And what even is the appeal of Battle Royale games? Do any of us actually like them? Because I kind of don't. Um, I think it's a lot of... Uh, I think kind of the appeal ends up being the same appeal as like gambling. High highs and low lows. So like... This is the thing that you see um, good good developers doing um, is that they will be okay having lots of low points as long as like the high points are still there. You want peaks and valleys. You don't want things to be flat. And battle royale games lead to that, where it's a lot of just trudging around, picking up loot, and then a twenty second firefight that's just pulse pounding, screaming, etc. But I don't find it to be particularly engaging personally, um, and and hopefully we'll talk about this a little bit more later. The fact that there is no matchmaking on these games is like really vexing to me, because um, you'll, you'll drop in an Apex ones. Legends and it'll tell you that the kill leader has literally ten thousand kills. This game was released like what two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. How? Because <laughs> that it's their job. Yeah, it's ninja or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I mean, I, it's, I it doesn't even have to be ninja. It's like some random person trying to make a name for themselves streaming this game, you know, forty hours a week. 
um, yeah. probably making nothing. But I'm with you, Adam. So I dis- I actively dislike um, Battle Royale games, and I think that's mostly because I am bad at, like, actively bad at games, and I don't play enough to ever feel like I'm good, and so they make me extremely uncomfortable. Um, just, like, if I ever get into a situation where it is actually possible that we are anywhere near winning a game, I'm, like, I'm, I'm out. I'm done. I'm too nervous. Like, I just, I know I can't do it. It's way too much pressure. Um, so I don't like these types of games. Um, that said, like, I hear, or I, I guess that, like, it, sometimes you can, like, feel the high highs. Like, I get what these games do for people. Um, I'm not a personal fan. I enjoyed playing this one for a little bit, but had we actually gotten... But there was a point, I was playing with McCoy and Gabe, or even, like, McCoy and James, and I was like, I'm not good enough to be a part of this group. Like, I'm very clearly the limiting factor here, and, like, these guys are way better than me, and I am just dying. Just, just dying. And so... For me, that's the point where I'm like, this is not interesting to me anymore, and I'm done playing like this because it's just, um, it doesn't feel good anymore. But I can see how for other people who are better, where the highs come from and like why it might be fun. It's funny. I enjoyed it for a little bit. It's funny you say that because I feel exactly the same way playing with like any other two people, pretty much. Like, I'm just like, man, I am surely the limiting factor here. Like, I just went through a firefight and hit somebody once or maybe twice, and then we all died. Like, <laughs> rough. Yeah, well, at least you hit them. I generally did zero damage. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Like, so I guess the moral of the story is that we are all bad at this game. Right. No, no, no. No, so fuck that. What I'm I was... not including myself in this. I am fucking good at this game. Fuck yeah, all McCoy you people. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> so, so the moral so, of the story is that we're all bad at this game. Sorry, continue. I hit people. I swear to God. <laughs> So I I wanted to say that I think that Battle Royale games are, um, on on one level, a really excellent game mode uh, that I do not enjoy playing because I think that enjoyment of Battle Royale games is directly related to how good you are, uh, and I am bad at them. Um, I think that it is... I think that the entirety of the enjoyment uh, that comes from battle Royale games are, it comes from making the correct decision uh, in a stressful situation and uh, being more skillful from somebody else and seeing the direct result of that come, come to fruition uh, with just enough random chance to make every game feel slightly different because they're, yeah. And I feel that, somewhat about all competitive games like i felt the same way when i played league of legends briefly with all of you guys in college i was like i suck at this this is not fun anymore like my lane is just getting wrecked i'm you know so i feel like every competitive game has an element of that where like if you're not if you're truly not good at it it stops being fun at some point so I, i think for me like i find i find battle royale games are fun for a shorter period of time, like I found League of Legends, because League of Legends, I feel like I can more clearly see improvement, whereas Battle Royale games, I think that randomness kind of hurts them. In that aspect, I'm like, I suck at this and I'm not getting any better, because like most of the time I don't see anybody and then I just instantly die. Right. Um, I was, I was going to talk about that too. I think it's really difficult to get feedback in these games. So my point of comparison is a 2D fighting game like Street Fighter or something, where in, in that 
all of the information available is on the screen. You can see exactly the same thing your opponent is doing. So you can see exactly the tricks they're using to beat you. And after every loss, you can look back at that and analyze, oh, okay, so that combos, that's cool. Or, hey, I realize that that is an anti-air move, and I need to be careful when trying to approach that particular character from the air. Like, you can very clearly get um, learning bullet points off of every match. Um, in this, it is just kind of like, oh, I died. Neat. And the firefight lasts like half a second, and then you're dead, so there's no time to practice. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like half the time <clears throat> I didn't even see the person who killed me. It was just like, it was out of nowhere, and I was dead. Yeah. So this is interesting to me, because I actually, like... I sort of f first felt this way when playing Battle Royale modes, but I kind of like totally disagree with you guys now at this point because I actually have, oh, have a really you're good at them. No, but it's just that when you get more experience with them, you start to be familiar with the random factors and what's not random. So then you could really identify them very clearly. So to me, like my practice regimen for a game like this to get good is hot drop constantly to get used to the mechanics of shooting. Right. And as a result, you get a lot of firefights really fast. Can and I then then? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Can I ask you how many hours you have in black? Uh, in, yeah, I probably in, uh, have. No, no, in no. In this game? No, not in this game. In CSGO. Oh, in Counter-Strike. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was that exactly. was my question. <laughs> you have of course. the added benefit of being having really fucking good aim because you've practiced a lot. Whereas, like, I don't if I were to get dropped in a hundred times, I don't know that I would improve at all. Right. And that could just be, like, my downfall as a gamer and why I should be kicked off this podcast. But... It's like no. I this skill that's, first podcast for me. <laughs> like, um, you would get better, but like, how much is the fair question? Yeah. Like, of course, you would get better. I like, think there are other better. games yeah, like that are much better at training you to be good at aiming. Um, yeah, this game gives you very little opportunity and very little feedback. So, like, yeah, if you keep playing this game, eventually you'll get good. But like, honestly, I think probably a better way to get good at this game is to like play Counter Strike or something. Yeah, um, because you get really good feedback in Counter Strike, and um, and a round lasts a lot longer, so you have you know a minimum of what sixteen opportunities uh, to to practice aiming in one round. So I thought <clears> a lot about the comparison between Counter Strike and this, right, and the round difference and stuff like that, and I actually think. Um, a round or a game of Apex Legends should not be thought of as a single thing. Like, it's more like a session. And I kind of think of a Counter-Strike session as a similar thing. So maybe a Counter-Strike session, you play two games. and this one, you play 30. Yeah. And, like, if you think of those as just differing, ra like, rounds with differing time, then I actually think that's a more fair comparison. Because you do get a lot of iteration um, with a game like this. Um, Absolutely. If you choose where to drop... Um, and choose what type of fights, and, and you know how many people are near you, and you know generally about what you're going to get, um, you can control a lot of that. Right, but none of I that matters if you can't find a person because they're better, and they just shoot you before you can see them. Yeah, well, you definitely need to be able to see them. Like, right. And that is a huge part of this game about like how much intel are you giving to your opponents when you run around. Like, I actually think... like. I've seen a lot of people, it's almost like in the middle that I think people have problems. Like, people that are very good have a lot of fun with these types of games, and people that are really, really, really bad have a lot of fun with these games, because they hide in buildings, and they close the doors, and they go full stealth, and they, like, are not geared, yeah, but they're just but hoping... Yeah, we did that, and you guys shat on me for that decision. Well, that's <laughs> because it, it was, was the last choice, And I moment. had a great time, and you guys were like, that's why we lost the game. <laughs> I mean, really, it was not nice. <laughs> well, that's because that was literally the one-on-one -on -one with the last squad, and they knew exactly where we were. That's a, a problem. 
But actually a game like PUBG does that a lot better. Where in PUBG, because this game with purple armor, especially in the late game, the, the time to kill is actually pretty long. So yeah. you not just need good aim, you need sustained good aim in order yeah. to actually kill someone, which is not the case in PUBG. PUBG, you can hide in the bathroom and if they don't see you, they're fucking dead. Yeah. And they could be fucking dead from a hip fire that you didn't even aim. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely see that comparison here. Um, where PUBG allows for that bathroom strat to be way more effective. And the maps are so much longer that if you're stealthing in a building, you can see someone running a long distance trying to make it to the next building and you have intel on them. Whereas in a game like this, because it's a bit more arcadey and time to kill is a little longer, there definitely is a lot of like, yo, this dude slid from the top of a mountain and then jumped on a zip line and then got right next to my face and shotgunned me and I'm just not prepared for that level of awesomeness. And that's fair. And then it um, turns out that person is Shroud, and you're like, oh, okay, fair. Well, so that's the thing, right? So Shroud is a great example of this game does not give you great feedback on to what to do to do well. You have to practice it, except that all of these games now have a side system that does give you feedback, and that's called watching streams. Yeah. So I watch streams of good players, and I know exactly what they're doing. Right. And that helps me get better. Absolutely. And it's not in the game per se, but actually it's a really, really, really good system of learning how to be better. Yeah, like, um, I also got better through watching, like, I would drop in with people, and if I dropped in with someone who was actually good, I would stick around and watch them, even if, like, they didn't pick up my banner or whatever. Like, I couldn't actually be playing anymore, but I would still watch this person as they play, because that's the only way I, it's like, I have no idea what's happening. Like, people just kill me, and it's like, so what did I do wrong? In order to know what I did wrong, I would have to know where they were, how they were seeing me moving um, how I was spotted and like that's not information that's available to you yeah. um, but if you watch someone who's good you can see how they're trying to get from place to place and remain somewhat stealthy or um, fun strategies like in this one I was afraid of the bubble the like the storm uh, storm equivalent from Fortnite um, until it I watched the person literally ignore it because it does no damage yep um, and use it to heal. You could literally out-heal it, especially early rounds. So you might as well sit in there and out-heal it if you have the resources to do so, rather than compromise your position and die in movement. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize that was a strategy because I was doing what the game told me to do, which was to, you know, stop stop standing in the bubble. Um, so that was a weird thing. Uh, I do enjoy, though, that this game has a high time to kill. Um, I think that helps somewhat, but it's not quite enough. Like, it helps you get at least a little bit of experience... Um, in the firefights, but usually by the time you get in a firefight, like you've already lost because your opponent has identified that the firefight will go well for them. Um, and if they're better sprung than you. the trap, yeah, if they're better than you, which they probably are, right? Because yeah, that's the thing, all right? of us they are probably bad. Are. Um, yeah, time to kill is, the real problem is with so this game delicate. is that other people are good at it, and I don't like that. No, yeah. I hear that. Well, welcome to multiplayer games, my friend. Um, <laughs> like it's so funny because like. Yeah, like, I guess compared to Elena, I have good aim, but, like, I just get destroyed all day online. You know? There's always going to be someone better than you, and there's always going to be someone leagues better than you. So, like, right. this is out of control. This goes sure, back to sure. my original question of why the hell is there no matchmaking in these games? So, I think that's because this game came in hot, bro. Like, it kind of feels like they didn't have much. They were like, oh, just throw them all in. They don't even have, like, single... You can't even jump in as a solo. Like it's only squads of three, which might be a very I think intentional. That's a really int I I like that. I, I think, think that's yeah. smart. I think yeah, that I is smart that it differentiates it um, from everything else because there's no single player. Squads of three is and definitely And I think single player in these kinds of games is bad. Like I think a lot of what's good at like the only re if I had done a single player version of this game, I would have had a panic attack and freaked out and never played again. But because I had two other people, it was really fun because I'm hanging out with you guys. 
So like I think if you can play with people that you like, that's what makes these games fun for if you if you're bad. If you're good, that's probably a whole different story. But if you're bad, I think it's all about playing with people who you're enjoying playing with. Right, it's the option, right? And I get that, especially like because these games are so based on how fast you can queue again. Like they really want to put it all into one playlist. They don't want to do like the hey, do you have like the third season map pack? Because if you don't, you're in a different playlist and all that nightmare, and then you're waiting for like five minutes for a game. But uh, there's definitely it's a lot of fun for solo because then it's like literally at all points in time you have to have your own back, and it, it really does benefit the I'm hiding in a bathroom. Um, yeah. And the, the thing about this game that gets tough when you face a really good team is it's not that they're necessarily just amazing aimers or whatever. It's just that they're, and they are amazing aimers, by the way, but it's <laughs> also that they're grouped. And so if you find one person, you're not going to kill that person before two more just descend on you. And if your team is not grouped on you, like their team is grouped I on think, them. I think that's great. Yeah, no, I agree. It's different, though. It's a different style of firefight, and it's a different style of stealth, and it's a different style of what you expect when you see someone. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I love that it's three, but I think that there, a single mode battle royale is still an amazingly fun experience. It's just it's just very yeah. different. I th- I think it might be in development right now. So I don't think that they like the three was like a hot drop problem. I think, and I don't also don't think that the no matchmaking is a hot drop problem. I think that's a choice because none of the other uh, battle royale games, for whatever reason, have matchmaking. And we were just all complaining about how it's like you drop in and there's like Shroud or, or whatever um, who's just there. And it's like, well, I guess I have no chance. Cool. Um, that's not interesting for me. Like, I get that I'm never going to win this kind of game. But at the same time, I wish that I had any reasonable hope of winning, you know. But then if we think it's a choice on their part, I'm trying to figure out, like, what is their... Like, they must then want you to be in a game with Shroud. Like, but then I'm trying to figure out, like, what is the... What's the pro there? Like, why do they want that to happen to you? I mean, so in, in part, we're, we're cannon fodder for, for these people who are good. And we, like, you can look at these people and say, oh, I idolize that. I want to get there. Um, because they're just running around and destroying people like us. Um so it might be playing into the streams. It might also just be that it's like kind of an appeal to the theming of these things, which is like kind of, you know, going back to the original battle Royale where the in, spoiler alert for that book, um, uh, the sociopath of the newsy ends up doing quite well in that one. Um, yeah. And, uh, everyone else has some trouble dealing with that. Um, but, yeah. I wonder too, this game seemed like it, well, this game obviously made a very conscious choice to have like the champion system. Yes. Or like where it would highlight someone at the very beginning of the game and like show you who they are and their stats, and then it would tell you when they were killed. Like I wonder if that's part of it too. They're trying to say like, you know, you could go out and get them. Like it could be you this time. That's a good um, point. That is like a, hey, this could be Shroud sort yeah, of situation. Yeah, because they announced it over like the whatever weird loudspeaker in the game of like, you know, new champion or whatever every time it they they get killed yeah i think i think it's also just the fact that having to fill a server with 60 people is hard and so if there was an added layer of like beyond just like who are the 60 like kind of i mean there's there's probably many layers of matchmaking but it's mostly about who's not going to fuck up the servers by being in australia (laughs) <laughs> yeah well no i I totally it's it's about it's the pros of the battle royale genre right there are a couple one of which is that 
you can queue essentially instantly for a game. There is yeah. almost no downtime. This game practically, it turns out this isn't true, but it practically lets you hit the space bar all the way from death to the next game. Yeah. Like that is the level of get back in, don't worry about it that this game has. Whereas when I queue for a Counter-Strike game, it's five minutes of wait. Right. Um, now, I think that what I get on the other side of that is a really intense experience that I enjoy sometimes. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like that, that is a huge, huge factor here. It's just ease of we're getting you in. Now, let's say they introduce matchmaking later when they have 250 million players and they realize they're not going anywhere. That's fine. But especially when you're coming up, your first release 1.0 has got to be fastest matchmaking possible because if it's not faster than these other games and people get bored, they're out. That's it. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but again, like Fortnite never implemented it. Battle, uh, PUBG never implemented it. Right. Um, I have to think that it's like part of the appeal somehow. I thought PUBG did. Am I tripping? Uh, I, guess, I think anyone, they have, did. Have any they did. They did. Um, oh, okay. Well, never mind. They, then. they do have skill-based matchmaking. There's you have a hidden MMR, um, but then they also had like a ranked mode, um, and. But I mean, you're still. I, I I believe that you are still always getting in with like some like it because that game has a hundred people. Like that's even more than the sixty of this game. Like it's you're hopefully somewhere in the middle of the the skill of your game, but that still leaves fifty people that are better than you, right? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um. One interesting thing about this that I'm just kind of thinking of off the top of my head. So it's 60 people in squads of, in mandatory squads of three. This means that there are 20 units of people running around. And it does say that. It's like, you can see how many squads are left and it lists yeah. them as squads, not as people. Um, and this is a problem. Both, actually. Oh, it does? Well. Yeah. Until, it lists people as well. Until end game. Until the end. Yeah. Well, then it's a question mark. Okay. Interesting. Um, so, uh, uh, this makes me think a little bit of Battlefield and the downfall of the Battlefield games, where the primary unit of uh, functionality in a Battlefield game is a squad, right? You can't, like, if you're running around as a medic in a Battlefield game and you see a tank, you, there's nothing you can do except for, like, run away or die. Um, and if you're, like, uh, some other person who doesn't have healing and you get injured, like, you're kind of, well, not always. A lot of those have auto-regen, but whatever. Um, like, in order to have all the functionality you need to handle whatever threats arise, you need to have a squad of, like, five. Um, and this game puts you into squads, but then it does nothing whatsoever to try and keep squads together. Like, sometimes you can respawn with your squad, but then everyone just runs off in other directions. There's no proper okay. communication. Wait, this game? Apex Legends? No, uh, I'm, this is still Battlefield. Um, okay, yes, Apex totally. Legends okay, does this board. the right way. Because okay, thank you. I was like, really? Apex Legends has nothing for communication? Sorry, I was yeah. totally off. Okay, you, you can't talk about Apex Legends without without praising the communication system. Um, yeah. It is so robust and yeah. so powerful, Absolutely. and it allows teams to work together when no one has a mic. It allows teams to like direct their efforts in the correct way and like stay together as a group. You can see your allies through walls, which is huge. Um, it tells you when your allies are down and where they are, which is huge. Like, there's so much stuff in this that keeps the squad together, keeps the squad working together as a team. Um, weirdly, I only encountered in my, like, five-ish hours of play one person who was toxic. Um, and even then, only slightly so. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've played about 20 hours, and I would say none. Zero toxic. Like, literally none. Which is... It, it doesn't exist. Utterly bizarre. 
Like, we, but it's 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 so interesting. It's like the root of the problem situation, you know. Like you think of all those games where they're like, now we report you and you get banned or you get put into a queue of only other toxic people, and now you all yell at each other. And it's like this game has no matchmaking. We've just talked about it, and yet there's no toxicity. It went way further up that chain towards communication and solved it there. It's beautiful. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, Maybe yeah. part of it is that your your character literally just tells you what to do half the time. Oh yeah, we're outside the circle. We got to get in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This game or communicates like, really well to the up. player. Maybe we should get back together. This game communicates really well to the player, except for like where you fucked up. It doesn't tell you that. Like, there's the one character who will warn you when you've been spotted, um, which is kind of feels to me kind of like a new player crutch, but one that's very useful. Um, and I should probably have actually played that character. Um, is but, that like, the for tracker? The most- who does that? Uh, that's the the warp lady, the purple one. Oh shit! Looks oh, like a ninja. oh, the edge lord. Yeah, ed- yeah, ed- Miss Edge, Miss Edge Lord. Yeah. Um, who Hokage runs everywhere? <laughs> Naruto. Yes. Well, first of all, that's just an efficient way of running. So uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Scientifically proven. Yeah. yeah. This is this is why the military does it. Yeah. If, you, if you watch videos of military drills, what if? about all those really serious military movies that you've ever watched? Oh they just god. ran like that. Oh my god! Like every I want scene this of to Private Ryan, now. like a D-Day, oh, a D-Day movie, but everyone's Naruto running everywhere. Oh my yeah, god! And it's like, it's yeah. right before all those fucking epic speeches about like this is the last time I'm ever going to see you, and he's like, all right, I gotta get over there, like covering fire, and then the guy just like Naruto runs over to other cover in slow motion, right as the bullets go by his head. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Another thing I want to talk about, actually talking about running, I want to talk about this. Um, have any of you guys played Titanfall 2? Yep. Nope. Um, so Titanfall 2, no. this is the Titanfall 2 Battle Royale game. All the, all the weapons are the same. Um, it, like, they, they just took the Titanfall universe and, and decided to make a Battle Royale in it. And took out crowning- all of the robots. They, they, yeah, they took out the Titans, and they also took out the like the crazy hypermobility of wall running. Um, you still have the power slide, and you still have zip lines, um, but you don't have wall running or double jumps or like triple jumps or invisibility or anything like that. Um, well, one guy kind of does, but whatever. Um, so I was curious about this because the crowning achievement of Titanfall Two was that just moving around was fun. Like, it didn't matter if you were winning or actually hitting anyone. Like, you could just have fun playing parkour in that game. Um, yeah. And they, it definitely took them work to remove it. And I, I knew that they had to have looked into it. So I looked up, um, like, a quick little interview about this game and why they had chosen to do that. Um, and apparently it's because it makes it impossible to, like, pin anyone down. It makes strategic play impossible. Um, like, you can't... It's like, okay, so you shoot at someone and they run into a building, right? Um, and you kind of know that they're going to be in that building or somewhere nearby. In Titanfall, like, you shoot at someone and they run around an edge and they're gone. They are anywhere. Um, and there's a part of this interview that I think is particularly fun. So I'll just read this quote for you guys real quick. Um, this is one of the developers uh, talking about the Titanfall multiplayer. Uh, high skill, but hard to learn when you died. Um, I love Titanfall and Titanfall 2. I'm incredibly proud and especially of proud of titanfall 2 but that's a very common titanfall feeling in multiplayer oh someone was 300 feet in the air and they just snipered me in the head as they were flying over 
they're having a great time, and I'm just like, I guess I should be, shouldn't be under people who are flying. There was really a lack of learnability to those mechanics from a combat standpoint. So that's where a lot of this stuff came from, was trying to make a game that felt learnable and strategic. Which is interesting, because we just spent, like, 20 minutes railing about how this game was not learnable. Um, <laughs> but it would have been so much worse if people could fly. Yeah, then I feel like I really would have had no chance at all. It's like a yeah, it, Fortnite people who like fly using the building materials. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. I always thought that the flying using the building materials was one of the most baddest things I've ever seen. Like that is fucking rad. Like they are literally flying across the sky, like silver surfing with wood, and I just think that is just so fucking rad. I thought it like, was dumb as hell, but you're entitled <laughs> to your opinion, <laughs> dude. I've just I've never seen someone scale geometry in that way in a game before. Um, like I played a little bit of Fortnite when I was like. You know, when it was young, right? Or when it was, it was early, or what am I trying to say? Like, you know, before it was cool? That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, like, it was rad. Like, there were these massive hills, and you're like, okay, that guy's... There's no way this guy gets over that hill. Like, he's just stuck in this valley now, and then he just creates his own stairs and just runs around in a circle, and it's just awesome. I don't know, I think that's really cool. Like, that that kind of breaks the paradigm. Sort of, that's kind of like what this developer is saying. Like, oh, yeah, you don't know exactly know where they're going to be anymore because they could do all sorts of crazy shit, but, like it, it kind of creates its own metagame um, of like, okay, they can do these things now. So he can run around this mountain in this way, or he can run with this sort of building in this way. So it, it still has its own sort of metagame. It's just not typical multiplayer game of like, he's on the ground, I promise, or like one foot off. Right. It, it just, I, it, apparently like, they play tested it because it's like probably more work to remove it. They probably just use the same engine. I don't know for a fact, but I'm guessing. Um, and, like, it would have been just a goddamn nightmare, and that's apparently what they found, was that it, hypermobility makes it really hard to deal with. I think they should wait until people start falling off this game and people have had a lot of experience, and then they should just turn those things on. Because I think, like, <laughs> the experienced player would probably love that shit to death. I think you're right. Because um, I'd just be crazy. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Like, everyone's running off, like, Shroud running off walls. Fuck yeah, let's go. I'll watch that. I mean, if you watch Shroud now, he's like... He's, like, going max speed at almost all times while still shooting people and hitting with almost every bullet. It's, like, insane. He's, like, sliding down hills while murdering people who are slightly above him on the hill. This game does still have high mobility with the sliding and the zip lines. It's just not, like, in Titanfall where you're just (laughs) parkouring everywhere. Right. Do you remember... So, uh, Elena and I, after we played uh, last Sunday... Uh, we basically were like cooling down and I pulled out Shroud's stream and I was just like, so I want to show you why people like this. Now that you've played a game that he plays, check this out. And like, we were just in awe. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. This I, dude is destroying everyone. That's like, kind it, of, it's just like what I was oh. talking about at the beginning where like the amount of enjoyment is directly related to how good you are. It's also directly related to how good the person you're watching is. Yeah. Because they do beautiful shit. I find that true of essentially all multiplayer games. I kind of think that's not all multiplayer games, but like all the ones that I like, I find that to be the value is like watching a skilled player do something beautiful is what I love to watch. Yeah. Like if a shroud, like you said, sliding down a hill and then using one magazine to kill three people, like fair enough. (laughs) I use one magazine to barely down one. You know what I mean? I don't even knock them over. Three magazines and I didn't hit anybody. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Although I will say, like, I still had fun. Like, despite how bad I am, I still had fun. I just think there was a limit to it, to the point where it was like, okay, 
I, as a person, am not willing to put more work into this game to become better, to be to continue having fun. And so, like, I think I hit my ceiling. But I do think there's fun to be had, even if you suck. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, it, it's tough. It's tough to, to suck in a game like this. Well, it's you know what? It partially is just because it's it's an, a mouse-based aiming game. That is as hardcore as yeah, it possibly could get. Man. I play, like, aquarium simulators. It's just not my thing, you know? <laughs> it's just clicking heads. Why can't you click on heads? I know. I can click on fish. I can click on all kinds of other stuff, but... <laughs> now I'm imagining that you're an aquarium simulator, and it's like, there's a nice aquarium in front of you, it's a first and you're the shooter. aquarium take, t- caretaker, and you've got a sniper rifle, and you're, like, spinning <laughs> around. Boom, headshot! Fish in a barrel! That is a game that I would try. <laughs> if anyone wants to make that for me. The fish murder simulator? Fish in a barrel simulator, yeah. She's knee-sliding down a hill, shooting at these <laughs> fish. <laughs> <laughs> what if I was just really, really good at that game because of all my fish clicking expertise? Dude, I mean, you know, maybe you're good at StarCraft. I don't know. Could happen. Yeah. No, I'm not. I've tried that game. I'm that not good at that game. fucking hard, man. Yeah, okay. that's a ridiculous um, game. So one thing I wanted to talk about, we talked about like intensity cycles and, uh, you know, comparing it to Counter-Strike. What's interesting with, with Counter-Strike is that it's like it has these sort of like like you said, distinct rounds and there are points in the round that are intense and then they fall off and certain rounds are more intense than others. And a lot of what makes a player good if there is, well, one of the tools in a toolkit of a good player is understanding when the other person is relaxed and thinks it's not an important moment of the round or it's not an important round. And that's when you catch them off guard and that's when you take advantage and stuff like this. But with a battle royale in comparison, something that's very interesting to me is that the intensity always goes from like essentially Maybe there's a little at the beginning. There's little peaks here and there, but it's like almost nothing at the beginning, especially if you land outside the circle or you land far away. It's like almost nothing. And, you know, people are just like hanging out and having fun and just slowly but surely builds until it just strangles you alive with intensity. Like that is sort of what the sort of situation in here. And the example I would always use is when I play with a like Gabe and his friends. So they always take it super like low key. They're very good players, but they, you know, they want to have fun and relax or whatever. And I used to play some PUBG with them and we would land and everyone's talking on discord and having fun or whatever. And then eventually there comes a point where there's only like 20 people left. And all of a sudden it's like military style comms. Like everyone has just shut the fuck up and they're just like on the hill quick now go, go like, what are you doing? Get the cover. Like, and it's just like, it turns every session when you get that far into just this absolutely most insane steeped in insanity moment and i just think that's that is a cool part of that game mode and that is a beautiful thing that it takes people who don't take it seriously like and i've seen those people play counter-strike by the way and they don't take it seriously all the way from start to finish but these people just got boiled alive in this game mode and they came out military vets. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure any if we ever get military listeners, they're going to write us hate mail now. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a really poorly timed comment, but... <laughs> Please send your hate to Zoe Beckett. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's actually... This is another diversion to another game. Um, but Daisy had an interesting thing like that, too, where, like... Daisy had like really low valleys and like most of the game was a valley in terms of excitement. Um, and right. then something would happen and your heart would be beating out of your, out your chest. Like, uh, most of the time in Daisy, you just like, it's seriously like a hiking simulator half the time. You're just running across like open fields doing nothing whatsoever. And then like you see a person and like 
every bodily fluid in but okay that was a poor choice um <laughs> adrenaline I was, I was spikes. really waiting to hear where that was gonna go yeah your, your adrenaline spikes um your blood pressure spikes like everything just you goes pee your pants you, yeah, yeah yeah you shit yourself um <laughs> you get a nosebleed ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh yeah so <laughs> um it's like most of the time it's just like kind of boring with like a thin underlayer of anxiety and then like you see another person and just like it becomes terror. Yes. So mm. this is that game, but they just decided to figure out a way to rein in the lesser parts and force that it eventually boils up to be that terror. Well, yeah. and this is like my I think personally that like and I don't know that much about game design, so feel free to tell me to shut up, but I personally think that battle royale games are like just like geniuses at design and i guess maybe it all came from that original novel so they should get zero credit for this but like even (laughs) just like the closing circle is such a smart design choice because it forces you to deal with shit no like if it was me playing one of these games and there was no circle i would hide at the edge of the uh, map forever and just like hope no one ever found me and that is what daisy was by the way right and in this like they force you to go and confront people and to deal with shit and to like move around um, in ways that manufacture in every single game these really high highs. Because whether you win or you lose, you're going to die or you're going to fight somebody and win. And those moments are, like, always crazy. Mm. And I think, like, the ability to manufacture those moments consistently is pretty impressive. Yeah. And, and that's, like, that's why I think they're kind of a genius, like, hey, you're not even a gamer. Why don't you play this a little bit? Now, with the aiming thing, it's kind of sketch, right? I can see that. But it's just one of those things of, like, when the intensity increases like that, you can always find someone's normal limit of intensity, and then they can, like, duck out from there and die, and then they can keep sort of training themselves slowly but surely until they, like, hit a point where they're like, I think I could go for a little more intensity. Um, which I think is kind of an interesting aspect of them. That Like, especially if you watch the best players, they're, there's, they're, it's not intense at any moment of the game. There's no yeah, tension. well, they're too good for their own good anymore. Like, it doesn't count anymore. I would love like, to see. Okay. Um, I would love to see a battle royale game that does not rely on on like click on head skill, because it's like every most shooting games are very much like there's a baseline of technical competency with clicking on heads that you gotta have before you can mm-hmm. like, you know, yep. enter the playground. Um, Overwatch notably does not have this. There are characters like Winston who doesn't aim at all. Diva who like kind of only barely relies on aim, um, and then you've got high aim skill characters like McCree and Soldier 76. Um, or you've got characters who really don't care at all about aiming like Mercy. Um, so, and so Overwatch does a great job of bringing in people like uh, Elena, I guess, who doesn't, who's good, better at clicking on fishes than people um, and allows them to participate meaningfully, which I've never seen a battle Royale game do. Uh, battle right has a battle Royale mode. I want to play that kind of. Um, Maybe. and that's like the only one, <laughs> I mean, the, uh, path of exile made a battle Royale mode what the hell? Uh, <laughs> as, as a, um, a 4th of July joke, but they actually wait, made it. Wait, a 4th of July of joke? Is like that... a turn I mean, not a 4th of July no, joke, uh, a, oh. a, 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 a April fool's joke. <laughs> Fourth of July. Yeah, Happy Independence it was a Fourth of Day. July joke. <laughs> Your country is a lie. <laughs> yeah. No. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, no, it was an April Fool's joke. Um, but like, people loved it. Uh, so they might bring it back eventually. Hmm. 
Um, so there were two, I guess. There, there are. Guess, there is still one. Uh, Battle Right um, maybe doesn't quite count. So Battle Right is another game that we've all, that, well, McCoy and James and I have played together. Um, it's actually a good game. I was considering making us play that at some point. It's not indie enough for us though. Um, <laughs> but uh, that game still has like high technical skill requirements. Yeah. Um, so that kind of, like, it is an eight-click-on-heads technical skill. Uh, it's a different kind of technical skill, but I guess I'd like to see a game that encourages more st- strategic than technical competency. Um, yeah, or rather has really... strategic in lieu of technical competency. That's an interesting... I mean, like, I, I definitely think it would be valuable to see it. it. What's interesting about someone who has, like, gone on the AIM train for so many years is just that um, it's kind of like... It's both the biggest limiting factor for a new player, undoubtedly without question, but it is also the most rewarding factor for an experienced player. Like it is the ladder that you can go on and slowly learn and feel your experience and your skill increase and your impact on the game increase. And I think that is one of the reasons why these aim games always exist. Um, It's just because it is a direct measurement of how good you are can be input and placed over the game. I feel differently. Um, so I played Counter-Strike, um, as well. And, uh, the way, interestingly, the way Counter-Strike worked for me was that because I was on comms the whole time and helping people like, you know, doing callouts well and like helping people figure out where they need to be going and talking about just being the Intel guy. Um, I ended up being match made much better in much better brackets than my, uh, aiming skill would lead people to believe. So I lost like every direct encounter with other players. (laughs) (laughs) Um, which kind of sucked, but, um, and also people flamed the hell out of me for it because Counter-Strike is toxic, but whatever. Um, seek your blot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So I kind of forget where I was going with that actually. Um, so apologies for that. Just that you use other things other than aim in order to bolster your skill. Yes. Um, and so, right. And so I did see my aiming skill increasing, but I honestly would rather like not have that be a thing. Um, and I think that would help bring in people who aren't good at aiming already. Um, and I think it would also help to um, make the game better for people who aren't willing to spend 20 hours a week practicing, like people who have like a full-time job. Um, I feel the same way about fighting games, where like I can get technically good at them, but that's not the part of the game I'm interested in. Why do I care about mastering combos or getting really good at snapshotting people on the head. I care about knowing um, where people are playing the hide-and-seek version of Counter-Strike um, and like doing the cool things like pre-fire and smokes and flashes without having to worry about throwing them at these three pixels on a windowsill in order to get them to the right place. So what um, you're saying is that if you had an aimbot in Counter-Strike, you'd be a god. Maybe. Uh, I think most Boy, people would be. You would not be the first one to come to that <laughs> conclusion. <laughs> Like, I think I told you guys about this game idea that I've had for a little... Uh, apologies about the ambulance there. Actually, McCoy, fix this in post. Yeah, can you edit no, out? No, in post, ambulance? this is going straight to the front. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'll restart that sentence of the ambulance is... Like, how dare people get injured or die nearby me? It really inconveniences this podcast. Yeah, I agree. What jerks. Um, so, I had a thought for a game, which was basically a game that's pretty much Counter-Strike, but everyone has an aimbot. Um, and so it's just, it's just a matter of playing hide and seek. If like, if you have your crosshair on someone before they can get their crosshair on you, 
Um, it's just Soldier 76 ult constantly is like the way I would have a game like that. Because now aiming is not a factor. It's just positioning. It's just strategy. It's just doing callouts well and getting your grenades in the right place. Um, and like the stuff that I care about in these games. So I think that there would be two different uh, strategies to play this game that, that you describe. One of them is the actual careful strategic way. And the other one is run, run as fast as you can and try and just get there first. Just find, find well, I mean, find people first. When, yeah. When two people have, it, it's, you could game that pretty easily, but well, that's a right. Very I mean, that's the thing, but like, discussion. so, I mean, I think that basically all of these games like have two different kind of skill pathways that you can go down of like one of them is strategic and the other one is raw skill. Um, and in order to be really good at them, you need to be able to do both at the same time. Um, but you can get pretty far doing one or the other. Um, and I think that that's the fundamental draw of these games to pe for people that are good at one or the other. Um, uh, or both. Like, I, I, I think that, um, if you if you removed one of the axes, it would be. I mean, it would immediately alienate you know half of the community. Um, but for the other half, I think it would. Um, I mean, it would it would feel. Uh, what am I trying to say? Um, Like, well, it would lower the skill cap, which isn't a, necessarily a problem, um, except for long-term play, it is a problem. Um, right. I would say, like, that. Th these ideas always sound to me like a fun game, and it would probably potentially even be a more fun game for a group of us to, like, to play for, you know, a week or something like that. But I, I, I agree with James that, that, like, having that sort of infinite ladder of skill... Um, is is a really important aspect to these like to the sticking power of these multiplayer games um and, and then just to, to to sort of agree with james a little more too i just want to say that like i think it is a huge misconception amongst counter-strike especially north american counter-strike players that you have to pick one like it is that's always been so ridiculous to me that people have like poor strategic skills but they're great aimers or they're great strategists and they have no aim and it's like you really do you might as well have both I'm not saying you need to be equal, but like you really should practice both and it can they can help each other. Yeah. You can use strategy to get better aim situations and you can use aim to get yourself out of bad strategy. So you might as well do both um, to go as far as you can. But I mean, so I'm thinking specifically of something that Day9 said about StarCraft and about StarCraft 2, um, where he doesn't like it as much because they took out a lot of the like technical skill from the game of like just being able to put out fires in your base. <clears throat> and by that, I mean like everything is going wrong all the time in Starcraft one, according to him and, <laughs> and, and how good you are is just how many problems you can solve, how quickly 
And all of that is like actions per minute, like correct actions per minute. Um, and they took out a huge amount of that in StarCraft 2, which made it a much better play experience for people that were bad at that. But over time, it became way less interesting for the professional scene. Um, because that technical skill level was lowered too far. Like, think of... And it still, by the way, has a really high technical ceiling, which is what's crazy. But it's just that th that game was always made fun of for the concept of 1A. And what that means is it's one control group that has your entire army on it, and A is attack move. And you 1A to the side of the other side of the map, and you win if you have the right forces or whatever, and you look away. And I have won games, by the way, going to the bathroom after 1A-ing. <laughs> um, but... Uh, it's just like it's it's interesting because I think that there's always a push and pull in terms of things called it, the way that it's always summed up in AAA games or sorry in uh, Beyonce games is Thank you. um, you're welcome trademarked uh, quality of life that is a term that's that's thrown around a lot and usually it means simplifying systems in order to make it easier to understand or easier to pick up or even just jet sometimes just purely easier with no downside. But I think that they often group these two things together and conceptually they're hard like as in is it simplifying the system so that there's actually less you can do with it ultimately at the end or is it simplifying the system in a way that no one needed it to be complicated the way i think of it is there's a lot of quality of life in apex legends in terms of how it handles the uh item equipment stuff mm -hmm. it shows you very clearly what you can pick up well you can pick it up all, all of it but what will actually go onto a gun right away yeah. uh, if it's better than what you have uh, yeah. if it's the right ammo type, if it's the right whatever, you can press tab and instantly look through and you see all these different symbols that tell you, dude, you picked up this random junk and you should throw it away. Like, that's what it's telling you. Yeah, and and, and, and people are going oh, go to say, this is reducing the skill of this game. Like, it's easier for bad people to do better because of this. But every single Battle Royale game going forward is going to have this system. Yes. I hope. I I yeah, hope so. I mean, I think it makes it just an incredibly friendly game. I mean, mm -hmm. I think all ga all multiplayer games at this point have that problem of it has to be balanced for both idiots like me to go in and play with you You're guys not and an idiot. fun, and also, sorry, <laughs> unskilled players, um, <laughs> strategically strong but not able to aim players, to be able to go in and like, have fun and understand how to play the game, but then you also people like Summit or professional, like actual professional players, because this will become an eSport, um, who need to have that room to become really, really, really good at the game and put in like a bajillion hours and still be growing. So they're always going to have that problem. But I think what Apex Legends does a really good job of is just making it very approachable and friendly and doing it in ways that I don't really think affect those higher level players because they don't care if that attachment goes to their gun. Like they already know that. But for me, being able to be like, oh, look at it. This is the right color ammo, and it matches the gun that I have. Or, like, this thing has a giant X on it. Don't pick that shit up. Or just the color tiers. And, like, I didn't really have to spend any, any is a strong word, but, like, much brain power trying to understand those really basic parts of the game. I could just go in and pick stuff up and play. And I didn't have to worry about that. I had to worry about if I was getting killed. Um, but I think that just makes it, like, friendly. It just makes it easier. I think it's they're great improvements. I completely agree. Um, it's yeah. so fascinating though, because 
they do so many different things to do that, and yet they still have aim there, which is that thing that you could work on forever. Exactly, uh, but you have to have that thing you could work on forever because people want that. That's the entire draw of these kinds of games. Like beyond just having fun for a couple of days with your friends, like the real draw that's going to get people to stay and keep playing and watch Summit and watch the esports when they come out is like they want to see people who are really good at this game and they want to be those people. So you got to have that in there. But I think everything else you can do to kind of like equalize the playing field so that people aren't frustrated by like the core mechanics of the game is good. I think I might take issue with the saying that, that you need to have aiming in for people to get better and better. Fair um, enough. Adam has other ideas. Right. I, but I, I, am, I mentioned earlier the mechanics grump here. Um, it's yeah, right. Like I compare it again to fighting games because fighting games have this very high technical skill cap where you need to be able to execute on like your combos perfectly and like do all this like frame tight button timing stuff um, that I feel gets in the way of the interesting parts of the game. I think the interesting parts of this game are like uh, positioning, knowing when to engage, when not to engage. And I think you can pretty much always get better at reading the psychology of the players around you. Um, and like positioning yourself well, I think that is not like, there's not like a skill cap there. Like you can be better at that. You can always get better at that. You can make brilliant plays, um, that are better than just, Hey, I shot that guy. Cool. I hit him in the head. I made the bullets go into his organs. Like that's, that is a thing. That is a thing that people, and I don't have a problem with people who enjoy that. I should, I should mention that. I am just disappointed with the lack of alternatives. It's almost like we're wanting like a Civ Six, but multiplayer battle royale. Like some some way. I mean, that would be that would be insane. We should make that game. Yeah, um, for real. Battle royale <laughs> aquarium simulator. Yeah, there we go. But like something where the strategy is what is the ch is what you can get better at. Because I do think that games like this have to have something you can constantly be getting better at. But I for them to maybe have imagine a world where it's not aim. Yeah, I can't on the pc really i just think like the aim culture is just too strong these days it's all the top streamers it's all the whatever but i do think it would be i would certainly be more than willing to play and enjoy some of these other games um to see how they go but i i know like it's just it, like, look at fortnite right why is that the biggest game in the world and yet it has aim as a core part of it and people are playing it on ipads like it doesn't make any sense but for some reason people love that shit and it keeps them coming back and i just look at that and i think like if fortnite didn't have aim there's just no way well, that to me indicates no a lack of depth. I don't know. I, I think maybe we should play Fortnite next so we can all really understand it. I think that would be not unreasonable. I think that would be very unreasonable. <laughs> Let's oh. force Adam to play Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll tell us hey, we're Adam playing Fortnite. Adam forces you guys to play indie bullshit. This we might force be a Adam good to play way Fortnite. to get it. Well, but yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So hear, hear me out on this, guys, for a second. Um, I have always looked at battle royale games like. There's two parts that are coming in. There is a game mode that is really new. It's really fresh. I don't necessarily think it's the best, but I think it's really good, and it has its positives. Um, you're right back into a game, etc. Like the, the intensity just continually ramps up until it's amazing. And they're always partnered with just this garbage game from like 1997 in terms of the inventory management system where you're like, oh, like God, pressing tab yeah. and using the mouse and like all this bullshit. And I've just always thought like these are two concepts just shoved together and someone somewhere should fix this garbage over here. And I feel like that's what this game tries to do as best as it possibly can is it tries to just 
literally clean up that nightmare of inventory management that all these games have and just let you actually play the game that people actually like. And that is an example of quality of life improvements that are, in my opinion, just strictly better, period. Yeah. I mean, that and the communication, like, I think whoever made this game can be incredibly proud of just the... I think they've really moved the genre forward in terms of the quality of life. Like, the way that the communication works like i could figure out how to use that shit i never communicate and i never play but i never use that kind of stuff but like just be able to like double click on an item and have it yeah. say it to your whole team like that's genius yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, incredible and if you say what item types novel. you need or sorry what uh if you need an attachment like i need a scope for something i can click on that in my menu i can click what ammo types i need yeah i didn't get that far but. no but it's it's like that is truly impressive for me to say hey i have a devotion i need energy ammo and for that to be called out to the team which is energy ammo is pretty sparse and then someone could pick it up later and bring it to me like that is a a teamwork situation that just instantly i'm like that dude's rad he just brought me some energy ammo and, like, that is just supporting that team unit. Like, it, it all just flows into this beautiful teamwork thing. It's just, I don't know. I, I think it's fucking impressive. All that being said, yeah, I really want to play Adam's Battle Royale game where I don't have to aim. Yeah. Like, that Y'all sounds make like that for fun, next week. How's that sound? Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, Dan, I'm sure you get on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Closest thing I can think of would be if we all played um, Overwatch and did a custom game mode where it's soldier ulting all the time. Um because I think you have the capability to set that. You can't. I tried once. I'm telling you, I think there's something oh. there with this, like, Civ Six, but with 100 people. I think that could be it. That would something be interesting, but, like, would it be turn-based? <laughs> because, no, I mean, I like, I like the idea of it. It sounds like fun, but waiting for 99 people to take their turn when you have, when you have one... Uh, like troop dude, like the very first turn, yeah, who's just it's like gonna take to an hour, space. yeah, and that's okay, gonna I take an hour. Yeah. <laughs> no, James is right, <laughs> development guys. What other, what other, what other games can we make into Battle Royale? Battle Royale dating sim, I mean, uh, that shit I would play. It's just I think, one, that's actually, I think, like, just called Tinder. Tinder, but Fuck, there can only be nailed, one, right? yeah. That's the new tagline, Tinder, the Battle Royale dating sites. <laughs> like, I just, do. oh my fucking god. Man, now I want to try Tinder. <laughs> no, you don't. The best way to, to use Tinder uh, as a Battle Royale game is at first you swipe on everyone so that you get a lot of hot drops going in and you start to learn the systems of how to uh, maneuver uh, relationships with women and then once and you're better that's when you get more choosy and, and you right. come in and that's you when say, you start hey, to drop further away from the circle do you do you have like up. a purple gun that i could use no but i do have some purple armor <laughs> christ take that no we need to edit that out <laughs> Timestamp that shit where's zoe to write the timestamp? stamp wait. zoe help us <laughs> wait 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 Anyways. but what is what does mccoy's purple armor look like okay uh like? does anyone have anything else that they want to talk about before we are done <laughs> Um, I just want to say that I, wow, humble brag, right? Yeah. No, no, no. But I won a version of this game with random people. And what? We were communicating, and it was like insane, and it was like better communication than I've ever gotten with any of my friends, and it was just like, because these guys were really good, and they clearly were like, I don't know if they were grouped together, but like what happened was ninety percent of the game, no one said anything; they just communicated through pings, mm. and it was flawless. Like, people are giving each other stuff that they need. They're asking for what they want. All this stuff is happening. And then the last 10% of the game, it got really, really intense. And I was, like, looting something because I was injured and I was looking for, like, health meds or something. And this guy just pipes on the mic for the for first time in, like, 
20 minutes and he just says, keep up. And I'm just like, oh shit. And then like, <laughs> it just became this situation where like, he was able to communicate everything except for keep up all the way for 20 minutes until the very, very, very end. And then it was just behind that rock. Here, go, quick, no, rush him, rush him, he's low, he's low. And they, like all of a sudden it just hit this like beautiful crescendo. Um, wow. And they carried the hell out of me, to be honest. Um, they were super good. But it was just like, I don't think I could really say that like I would have had, like that was just such a lovely experience. Like that, that I really don't think that would have happened without this communication system. Like I think it really does foster that in a way that just blows my mind. Like I'm just, I'm sitting over here just like still processing how amazing that is to be able to say all those things. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's really awesome. So I have a question. Yeah. <clears throat> We've been talking about this game for a while and I still, I'm not sure if people liked it or not. Mm-hmm. So, like, what what did you guys actually think of this game? Let's do the rating system. Thumbs up. All right. Yeah. Yeah? Um, yeah. So, I'm not, generally speaking, a fan of Battle Royale games. Um, I think this one had a lot of really good things about it. We've already talked about, like, the communication and, like, the, the UI. You could write a book on how the UI in this game is just, like, it's all incremental improvements on existing, what like, elements, but um, it works so well. Um, the movement is, it's not Titanfall 2 fun, but it's good. Um, I had trouble with the shooting. Um, I don't know exactly why, because I do actually play a fair number of shooters, and I'm like, I have that technical competency, but I could never hit anyone in this game. I'm not really sure why. Um, but it's generally not the kind of game that I particularly enjoy, because most of the time I just ended up dying and not knowing why. But I did think that this game was good, if that makes sense. It's good, but I didn't necessarily enjoy it. Yeah, that's super fair. So is that um, so one how thumbs, many up? thumbs bro? <laughs> yeah, you guys know how much I love rating systems like that, binary rating systems. Um, yeah, it is so a is that thumb a... cocked at a roughly uh, sixty degree angle in an upwards direction. Adam would find a way to make that really complicated. It just <laughs> refused to adhere to the thumb up, thumb to the side, thumb down, like yeah. normal, and just like no, like sixty five degrees. From a mechanical system, I think this rating system is bad. Right? <laughs> it could use less aim. You guys will have to continue calling me out on this because I will continue refusing to adhere to a thumbs up, thumbs down system. I'm just, just going to stupid that could memes. Be my future tagline. I like it. Someday I'm going to like have a compilation picture of like all of our ratings for the game or something like that, and yours is just going to be some nonsense. <laughs> Like, you, gotta, you gotta overlay like like an angle kind of thing like you know like in those like things where like this is gonna be really bad this is already bad but you know <laughs> like when the genius guy and the numbers just start coming out of his head like they're all these images oh, and like yeah. you gotta overlay that shit over his thumbs up over his thumbs up I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of doing you guys have you guys, have you guys ever heard of zalgo text no no. Um, so, so, so Zalgo text just adds in like a million diacritics on top of whatever you're doing, so it looks like it's been corrupted by some eldritch being. Okay. Um, yeah. So I want to do the shruggy emoji, but Zalgo texted. So that's um, your that's your uh, rating for this game. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I feel like we're really clear on that. Moving on. Yeah, that feels like way better <laughs> than my system. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot out I of that. I still like the zero mats out of Matt. Um, Okay, uh, I, when I first played this game, thought this is, like, the most generic, like, you shoved Overwatch and League and Counter-Strike and uh, PUBG all into one game, and there's heroes left and right, and look at all these skins, and it just feels like Overwatch, and it just feels like you have no creative ideas whatsoever. Um, but that being said, the more I played this game, 
I really liked it. I've really liked all my time with it. I think there's actually a lot of skill to learn, uh, you know, things you can improve on in terms of strategy and learning. I think the map is really well designed and I've, I've gotten used to it now and I know the different places and what the loots are. Um, I really love the communication. I love that um, you can basically drop someone into this game and in like one session or two sessions, that's like one night or two night, they're already completely caught up on everything they need to and now they can just work on staying alive. Um, uh, uh, it's just uh, uh. yes <laughs> uh, I I have been really won over by this game I think the shooting for me at least feels really good uh, I am able to hit people I don't know why necessarily but I just am uh, I think the gun diversity is actually really cool uh, the characters I'm learning more about them Like they have actually quite a bit of distinct powers that they can add and I hope they just add crazier ones uh, it's rad, man. It's a two thumbs up for me. Like, I really enjoyed it, and I hope to continue to play it with people if they're down or whatever at some point. Just because I, I think it's a great change of pace. It's been nice to... I've been a little bit out of Counter-Strike these days, and so it's nice to be able to jump into something that um, can still be fun and with random people and all that. So, yeah. It's been good. I, I've, really, I've, I've been really won over by this game. So... I... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Tentatively, sorry, I'm also here. Um, I'm sorry. Forgetting about the token woman, how could you? No. <laughs> so, I tentatively would like, I mean, I, I had fun playing this game. This is not my style of game. I would never pick this up by myself, ever. Um, I did play my first bunch of games without anybody I knew, which was interesting. Um, but I found it really approachable, and like it didn't take too much of my time to learn how to play it, which is good, because it's not a game I would have put a lot of time into. But I enjoyed playing with you guys and just kind of fucking around. I would play it again, which I feel like is a big pro, for, like an un unexpected like thing from me, that I would actually sit down and play this game more. Not a ton more. So I would give it like a... Like, I think it's a good game. I think it's a good game for other people. Maybe it's not for me, but I see it, and I'm willing to play it a little bit more. It's so like a tentative thumbs up. Yeah. It's all right. Cool. Nice. So I, uh, I got carried to 10th place once in this game. I did very poorly most of the time. <laughs> uh, I thought you were great. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, no, I I enjoyed it. I enjoy this game quite a bit more than I enjoyed sucking at uh, like Fortnite, for example. Um, and I think we've gone over most of the reasons why. Um, but I definitely would give this like one thumb up and one thumb at like 60%, 60 degrees. So I like, can't believe Adam fucking opened this. So nonsense. like, so like almost <laughs> binary two rating thumbs systems up. are inherently problematic. <laughs> but but McCoy's thumbs up rating is not binary. There's yeah, it's five. five. Oh right, it's trinary or sorry, no, yeah, yeah, it's uh, pentary, 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 yeah. Uh, no, yeah, so I, it's like one and a half thumbs up. It's like really solid. I would definitely play more. Um, I, I enjoyed it, but basically it's a fun with friends game more than it's like something that I'm going to blow a lot of hours in by myself. Sure. Uh, the last thing I just wanted to say was just that, um, 
when uh james elena and i played uh we were obviously like terrible because we're not good enough like as the three of us to win well james and i really drag it down but like i'm not necessarily <laughs> good enough to win i have to get carried half the time but yeah. the right. point is just that um it was a ton of fun and the objective was not yeah. to win the objective was just to stick together and help each other out and roll around and see if we could do any damage and i, right. I had a, a ton of fun oh doing my god that. we never <laughs> discussed how epic dropping in is it's, it's like so the last, epic. Oh my the very god. last thing and the team that drop, drop is so good yeah and being able to see everybody else's trails like again like that's genius i don't oh, know why cool. no other game has thought of that it's so cool it's so rad it's so awesome and like so, the, but, the team drop system is like just what this kind of game needed yeah yes well it starts you off together right that's like the first step towards actually communicating with each other and being together like right. a good example was uh when we played with zoe and she was brand new and she was like, oh my god, how do I jump? And I'm like, you don't. Just follow me. You don't have to do anything. I'll take us to safety. And that's like a beautiful way to usher someone who's new into the game. Instead of being like, no, no, it's here. I pinged on your map. Do you see what I'm talking about? Do you see what I'm talking about? Okay, no, 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 no. You have to jump now. Now. You're late. You're late. Oh, fuck. Well, <laughs> you're fucked. It's like, no, I got this. Um, yeah. It's okay. It's really yeah. true. It's really true. They're really good at, at theming, um, like the, the Titanfall team. Like, if you guys haven't played Titanfall 2, um, that's a game that I would recommend trying at least. Because, like, they know the giant robots are rad as hell and they work to make the giant robots feel rad as hell. Like even it's just like a bunch of little things. Like when you eject from your robot, it just feels very, very good. Um, like I savored every ejection scene, despite the fact that this means that I fucked up and will probably die. Um, so like these people have like the cinematic theming and stuff down pat. Like they figured that out. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I feel like this is a good example of, like, even if it's not your kind of game, it's just really well made. Like, there's a lot of really good design choices, there's a lot of really good, like, quality of life things. Like, even if you don't like Battle Royale games, this is a good, it's a good version of that. Yeah, sure. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, it's free. There's no barrier. Come on in. Well, the barrier is people, like, shroud murdering you, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, and having a PC, to be honest, that's good enough to run a game like this. I yeah, think it's exactly. probably non-trivial. And aiming. Yeah, yeah, but there are barriers once you're in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, but like yeah. having a good PC is probably it probably ups your aiming ability dramatically in this game, just based on how fast people move. Don't <clears throat> help me, but yeah, no, it does though. It really, really does. Not only does having a good PC really help, but so does having a good monitor supported by a good PC. Like having a, a more than sixty hertz monitor is one of the biggest advantages I've ever felt ever in anything. Like, you know, like back in the day in Halo, they would like, they would sell these like Mad Cats, like controller thumbstick add-ons that would make your thumbstick taller. So your range of motion was bigger. So you could have more finite uh, and precise movement. And they were like, it'll make you better. And it was like, all right, I guess. It was so this weird jank thing. I would attach my controller just to try it. But having a 144 Hertz monitor, like is actually seriously a massive difference. It is unbelievable. At least to me, I feel it so intensely. Um, because when I had a 60 hertz monitor, I would constantly flick and cl essentially close my eyes and just hope that my muscle memory had nailed it. Like, I hope I hit that guy because there's so much screen tearing and like weirdness that happens. There's no, so little smoothness to your movement of the screen uh, in front of you that you kind of just assume and hope and maybe do a little adjustment. But with a 144 hertz monitor, like it is so smooth that when you go over there, you can watch your crosshair move the whole time and you can make adjustments on the fly as you're moving because you can see everything clearly. 
and it's just night and day. So when you watch Shroud being awesome, note that he has the best computer that exists, and he has the best monitor that exists, and he's better than you. And that's what equals Shroud. <laughs> <laughs> really? So I could be just as good as Shroud if I bought a better computer, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, uh, and uh, what is it? Uh, affiliate link in the chat. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So I guess I guess then we did it. We, we apexed. We did it. Absolutely. We, yeah. yeah. We reached um, the apex. Yeah, we got to the legends. apex. So um, we'll probably cut a little bit of this down at the end here just because uh, Zoe's not here, but I think it was like her choice for next game, and she had one but there's gonna be a two-week thing and i said now nah, we should just wait well like why don't we pick one in the in the in the interim yeah we're gonna play so, Fortnite. do you want to do that no no, no, no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> dude you don't even have to fuck it we can do it i'm down for no. it <laughs> yeah I, I actually wanted to do celeste um, how long is celeste uh i think it's like a 10 hour game but like you can get the idea of it in three hours i'm pretty sure i haven't played it I feel like that 10-hour mark has to be highly skill-dependent. That looks like a difficult game. Yeah. But, like, it, if you're not into platformers. It is. It's, not that this it's should a skill-y, platformer-y game uh, with, apparently, a rad soundtrack, cool visuals, and an interesting it's story. It's super. I would, I mean, I wouldn't play that game because it would take me 300 hours to get through it, but it's a cool-looking game. I've seen speedruns, and it's it looks awesome. You'd watch me play, and then you'd be like, wait, I thought you were good at games. Like, no, <laughs> not platformers, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah I, you couldn't platform your way through Starseed Pilgrim. I mean, I that's think... That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. I think we can do, like, three hours of it. Maybe, like... Would you want to do a two-week session? Or do you think you'd be better off just, like, play as much as you want in a week, and we can come back and talk about it, and if you're excited on your own time, finish it, or... I mean, why don't we... Me. Why don't we do three hours of it and then talk about whether we want to continue it in a second week? Okay. Does that make yeah. sense? Sounds good to me. I'm okay experimenting with that. Sure. Cool. Because, like, if one of us hates it, then why should they be forced to play another three hours, right? I think if someone hates it, they should be forced to finish it. Yeah. Says says the ringer who doesn't have yeah, to be I mean, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like this is the kind of podcast that, like, you know, you don't get to do things halfway. Like, you're going to finish you're gonna finish your shit, and if you hate that game, like, you better figure out why. Yeah, Adam's going to go on Tinder, and he's going to report back how the Purple Shield went. Yeah. <laughs> no, stop yeah. with the Purple Shield joke. It's not... It's not good? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so... My producer is giving me the no signal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I do think that, that we should, like, be okay with doing games that we don't like, because even games that we don't like there are good things about them, and if a game really has no redeeming qualities, like, that's something that's worth talking about, too. Like, looking at things that are bad isn't less interesting than looking at things that are good. So, Adam, you're saying that you are okay with playing Fortnite, then? Um, so I think we should cut, uh, <laughs> cut in a minute here. I think we're, we're good to go. Um, we've covered yeah. everything we need to talk about. <laughs> oh, McCoy, your bike's cutting out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean look I, I agree with you totally i actually think one of the biggest poisons on people's perspective in media right now is that they choose to only watch good movies or good tv shows and then they don't see movies that almost made it or had a good premise but didn't make it or just completely failed and they don't get to see the other side of that so i totally agree that the question really becomes like you know how, how many how long like you know if someone said oh i hate this game it's like well it's an eight-week game then like Maybe there's a discussion 
to be had, but at minimum for one week, and if not, like even two weeks, like just hey. just do what you can. And if you hated it and it wasn't your experience, like that's great to talk about. And sometimes it can go the other way. And this is this is uh, get the air horns ready because we needed to do this anyways. Um, remember when you tried to uh, play Dark Souls? My God, I love this. I love that Adam. I love that Adam can be here to remind you of this because you bit. You just you're on such a high horse about Dark Souls. Adam, please continue. <laughs> so I recommended that McCoy play Dark Souls back in college, and he was like, "I trust this guy's game sense. I'm. I'll give it a try. I'll play Dark Souls." And he came back to me like a week later, and he was like, "Adam, Dark Souls sucks. I hate that game so much. I hate it. Sorry, could I hate you, every could you piece of it." Could you just repeat that? Just like to say like one more time. What did he say about Dark Souls? He said that Dark Souls sucks. Thank you. Wow, wow, wow. Let's try to make sure we have that somewhere. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'm going to uninstall this game. It's, it's fucking bad. I can't handle it. Um, and then he came back a week later and he's like, so I still was, I was playing more Dark Souls. Turns out I still hate it. This game is still bad. I don't like it. And I was like, I thought you said you were done. He's like, well, I thought that. And then I played more, but no, I know, I know for sure it sucks. And it's been on for like two more weeks. And then he finally came back to me like head hung low, like, okay, you're right. Yeah, Dark Souls is good. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. That really did. But, but but you know what really fueled that? What fueled that was a break. Like, a, I think it was like a vacation break or something like that. And it was just the, the absolute utter boredom that can happen in college that I'm not even sure if it could happen to the modern day. Like, I was just bored and I was willing to, like, try way beyond my initial impressions. And I, I don't see anyone doing that for any Wait, game but that's ever. what this is for. Like, you guys, as far as I can tell, like, I think this podcast is, like, to really play games. And, like, you had this whole thing when you first started of it. Like, we're going to do it right. Like, we're not going to be with other people who, like, only play it for, like, a couple hours a week. And then they're done with it. Like, we're going to play the whole game. So I think I think you got to stick to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Good only point. question with Celeste is if literally if I can't get through it. I mean, literally. Well, literally. You know, that's... Yeah, that's a whole different thing. But I agree. I would be more than happy to be playing a bad game for even long periods of time just to see like if we can really dive into it and, and figure out why and, and experience it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 So Celeste, um, maybe one week, maybe two weeks. Um, I guess rad. I needed to text Zoe. That's what it is. So she can actually play that game. So she doesn't just show up on Sunday like, was I supposed to do something? Yeah. <laughs> Also, Zoe, no, Zoe will text you in about Gabe. 10 minutes asking what the game is. She's on it. Yeah, that's probably true. Also, Gabe. Right. Gabe's like, <laughs> can you imagine me texting Zoe but not Gabe and then him showing up like, literally exact same way? Like, was I supposed to, I was supposed to do? Like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so, what was the game for this week? <laughs> yeah, dude, can anyone do a Gabe voice? It's really low. Yeah, it's, so low. it's like this. That's it's like no, that's a so Batman voice. Low. Dude, Gabe does the um, Halo Master Chief voice really well. Like, there's a, we were doing this, like, clip thing where, like, basically, like, I would play Cartana, <laughs> and he would play Master Chief, so I'd be like, Master Chief, what if you miss? And he just goes, I won't. Yeah, like, I just want to say, like, coming home to this is alarming. Like, when you don't know what's happening in the back bedroom, and, like, the door is closed, and this is all you hear, is, like, it's, it's unnerving. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like our neighbors, like, literally never, they have the same experience, but they never get to actually come into the room and realize that we're just doing a recording. <laughs> they just have to perpetually think of whatever you initially thought of. So are we are we good to uh, then then cut? And, and I think we're good to cut. Cool. Um, it has been wonderful. Thank you so much yeah, for it's been, coming. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thank yeah, you for, for being, being here. here. Your insights were well enjoyed.
Yeah. Well, we'll wait until the Matt rankings come out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then we'll really know. <laughs> Dude, for all I know, Matt's going to put you straight on top, and then it's, and then you're going to leave, and it's just going to crush all of our egos. That's yeah. the way that Matt figures out how to crush all of our egos at once, is to find a new person and put them on top. I actually have another 20 minutes before I have to head out. You want to play Apex One, Legends, he says? Yeah, I do. <laughs> wait, Apex. you guys, I can't believe you stopped recording before that. Ah! This is why I should be producer. Great choice.